0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another Bald Move Prestige film. Today, we're talking about the 1996 epic disaster film Twister. This is directed by Jan DeBont, uh, who directed Speed. That was his directorial debut. Quite enjoyed that. SLC Punk, Equilibrium. A very fine action film that I feel like not enough people have seen. Impossible for me to pronounce. Minority Report. I really like that, too. You got to start as the director of uh, photography on films such as Basic Instinct, The Hunt for Out right October and Die Hard is written by Michael Crichton. Did you know this before we recorded this podcast? No, that
1: surprised me to see his name come up as a writer. I assumed it was based on a novel.
0: No, no, it's not. Yeah. Uh, which might explain why it's. Kind of elevated for a disaster film, uh, you know. Of course, hmm. Michael Crichton, famous for being the uh, author of *A a Strain*, *Congo*, *Jurassic Park*. He created the television show *ER*, and he co-wrote this film with his wife at the time, Anne Marie Martin, uh, who I recognize as the co-star of *Sledgehammer*. Do you remember that '80s cop spoof like no. movie? Live-action cartoon, essentially. Uh, there'll be a, there'll be a lot of uh, aging Gen Xers that remember it. Uh, it stars Helen Hunt, the queen of Mad About You. She's also in As Good As It Gets, Castaway, What Women Want, Pay It Forward, as well as the late, great Bill Paxton. A lot of late greats in this film. Michael Crichton gone. Bill Paxton mm-hmm. gone. Uh, Bill Paxton star of TV's Big Love, Aliens, Game Over Man, Tombstone, True Lies, Apollo 13, which is how he got this job. Uh, The studio wanted Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks like, I don't really want to do an action picture at this stage of the game. You know who would be perfect? I just started this guy in Apollo. Try Bill Paxton. The rest is history. Uh, Professionally good looking woman, Jamie Gertz. She got her start in the Lost Boys. She's currently a minority owner of the Atlanta Hawks NBA team. I thought that was kind of cool. Professionally good looking man, Carrie Elwes. He's the hero in Princess Bride, the villain in Liar Liar. Is he an anti-hero in Saw? Is he a bad guy in Saw? Uh, yeah. yeah. That's why I saw it. He's not a good guy in Saw. Uh, He is a kind of a shit heel in this movie. Philip Seymour Hoffman plays a Jack Black role in this movie. It's pretty staggering. Huh.
1: Okay. Uh, What, what are you going to go with that? I have another comparison for Philip Seymour Hoffman in this movie. Less What's flattering, that? let's say uh poly shore channeling big poly shore energy Ooh. in this movie huge ruage levels of the imminent shore.
0: ruage imminent uh-huh. ruage is definitely a paul uh, a poly shore straight copy um it's kind of wild seeing him in this film and know that he's going to later go on to be the master he's going to be <laughs> truman capote he's going to be uh-huh. the talented mr Rick. he's just like who who saw it who saw it coming again uh, late great Philip Seymour Hoffman. Alan Ruck. Uh you a lot of bald move. People admire him in suck session. Think he's the eldest of the Roy Boys or some shit like that. He's also he's always gonna be Cameron from yeah. uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off to me. Also within speed, there's the debont debont connection. Ho ho hold your horses, cause out of nowhere, babyface Jeremy Davies from Lost Justified. He was Corporal Up Chuck and Saving Private Ryan. Finally, uh, there's a bunch of, like, blink-if-you-miss-it people that you'll see in this, but my favorite one was Jake Busey. Mm-hmm. Just chilling as a lab technician, mobile lab technician in the Storm Chasers in this film. This movie made a shit ton of money. I think it was the second highest-grossing movie of that year. It was up for an array of sound and uh, effects awards, and it was going against Independence Day, so it kind of got brutalized there i love this film i saw this on opening day uh it's the rare big budget hollywood picture that deals with like the heartland of america places Mm -hmm. that i kind of like recognizably earn from it stars a weather phenomenon that's not exactly unique to america but like we lead the world in tornadoes baby it's not even close we're number one We got the biggest, we got the baddest, we got the most vicious, most killer tornadoes around the world. Uh, It seems like like, there's occasionally threads like this come up in Reddit where Europeans and Asians are like, tornadoes though, they're just like, come out of nowhere and fucking your town up. Yeah, they're kind of like Godzilla. Uh, I still love this film. What's your whole deal with Twister? I've never been afraid of tornadoes.
1: And I know I probably should be because we live in an area where you get tornadoes or or certainly did more, I think, in Indiana. But like, they're so there's such a small impact zone typically. And so I never really thought like, ah, one could come down right on my house. It would have to be a freak chance, right?
0: It's like a lightning strike writ large. Yeah. Like instead of an individual being unlucky, it's a housing division.
1: Yeah, which is a little more scary than getting hit by lightning directly, I guess. But, I, yeah, they've never been as scary to me as, like, large earthquakes, which seem – floods are perhaps, like, the number one scariest thing to me (laughs) because they usually hit big areas uh, all at once. But, yeah. Um, I I love Twister. I think it's actually a really good movie. Surprisingly good given, like – The nature of the big summer blockbuster disaster movie that would come that this kind of spawned like this and independence day those big disaster movies were spawned kind of by those two movies in this uh year and hollywood kind of didn't look back for a decade um just kept hitting us with volcanoes and I I don't know, all the way to like twenty twelve, you know?
0: Uh where I feel John like that's I, I was about to suggest that twenty twelve was the high watermark of disaster films and they've kind of they haven't completely gone away. The rock's been in a few Sure, sure. Um but but yeah, it it, it definitely started like an an over decade long just trying to destroy recognizable landmarks. Mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. fires volcanoes earthquakes floods aliens climate all change of it. yeah aliens the the asteroids everything that can happen mm-hmm. to earth will happen to earth godzilla literally yeah but this was
1: kind of the the prototype for all of that and as a prototype it kind of works better than most of those movies i would say
0: i agree um i think there's a good reason for this and that is uh, one of the reasons Devant wanted to do this film is he recognized that Hollywood was rapidly going towards digital special effects. And he mm. said, this might be the last big bit budget, you know, uh, action film that shot on location. And hmm. they I guess they intended to shoot this primarily in California and the UK, <laughs> which is wild to me. Like how
1: you look, I get shooting California for a lot of places, but the planes Midwest. like yeah, the cornfield and shit. No.
0: Come yeah. on. No, it's a lot of stolen uh, Tornado valor. Uh, uh-huh. shame, shame on California and UK for even countenancing the deal. Uh, and and he insisted on it uh, being changed to Oklahoma. They shot a lot of st- scenes on location in Oklahoma for that very authentic feel. Uh, lots of practical effects. Like, really impressive giant sets. And, like, they did ridiculous things. Like, they rolled a real house across a highway in this film. Yeah, that's uh, done. Desi- is amazing. Designs um, buildings to be ripped apart practically with hydraulics and 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 whatnot. Uh, filmed large fuel tankers exploding twice, um, and there is digital effects that I think used sparingly and combined with the real practical effects hold up pretty well. There's like mm-hmm, honestly the most well. shockingly unrealistic piece of CGI is a satellite weather. Uh, a yeah. weather satellite in the like first five minutes of this film. I saw that satellite and I was like, oh no,
1: what are we Same. in for? Because the thing about this movie when it was uh, being advertised, when the, you had the, the marketing run for it, is everybody remembered that cow flying through the air. That was like the mm-hmm. big thing in, this, sure. in the trailer. Um, and I was just thinking, oh my God, how terrible must that look if the satellite looks like this? But I was pleasantly surprised about halfway through. I, I think there's a lot of like... Slightly off compositing that's happening yeah. here with the CG, but like it's good enough, um, I think, and holds up way better than that satellite did,
0: which was always felt the same way because we had just seen this during the um disaster Groundhog Day marathon, which is damn near four years ago at this point. But we were watching that on computer screens, essentially. So when mm-hmm. I saw that, I I, just, I was kind of freaking out about how bad this would look. But that was really the only thing. There's like the 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 cow scene that you mentioned, I think holds up. You know it's not a real cow. But it also doesn't look like really herky-jerky fake. Um, no.
1: Yeah.
0: And, you know, most of the practical effects, the things that are exploding and the wind and the things being thrown around and the... <laughs> the branches and buckets of ice hitting bull- bill pullman's face uh are real and they're always going to look real uh and consequently they they hold up um, you, you just made the classic 90s mistake confusing bill
1: paxton and bill pullman i don't shit. blame you <laughs> yeah <laughs> because they, they were both the in disaster movies too. both of
0: those disaster movies we talked about star mm-hmm. a bill from the 90s mm-hmm. one's a little bit more presidential one's a little bit more corn uh, but yeah, Bill Pullman getting just buckets of, uh, hail and, and, yeah. uh, <laughs> pick up beds full of limbs thrown at him in various scenes. Um, and I think also like a lot of like what they do in this in terms of storm chasing, like they got right at the forefront of public consciousness of like, you know, these storm chasers and what they do. Um, the whole Dorothy concept is lifted from the real life Toto project uh it looks just like it in fact uh and a lot you know like uh the, i guess sadly the tornado stuff hasn't really advanced much you know the scanning for the telltale hook signature uh you know we, we didn't have a real life twister where they actually were to embed sensors in the tornado so we're still we're still uh hobbling along with our 30 seconds to three minutes warning uh window <laughs> on these things but um yeah yeah and I think it's all, it was a lot of fun uh, back in the day to see this uh, as a Midwesterner. Because, like you mentioned, I guess I'm not afraid of tornadoes either because it's one of those things that it is so rare. But I have lived through a few. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen some er- in person. Yeah, one of my earliest memories is getting rousted out of bed at, like, an ungodly hour night. It's rare nighttime tornadoes. They don't usually hit. Um, but that's probably why my parents took it seriously and ushered um, – so I lived in a small subdivision that had a whole bunch of my aunts and uncles, and one of my aunts and uncles had a basement. So we all got up and walked like uh, a block away to my aunt's house, and there's all my other aunts and uncles, my grandma and granddad down there. And we, I just remember kind of like the novelty of playing in their basement in the dark with flashlights with the adults huddled around the ra- weather radar. <laughs> uh-huh. And at one point, my uncles called us kids up to the storm door window and in between lightning flashes in the extreme distance, uh, you could see, I i don't know, I was like five or six. I want to say mm-hmm. I saw a distinct faunal cloud, but it might have just been a big black cloud and my um childhood imagination played tricks on this. And then you have to remember this, a, a pretty big, like an F3 tornado hit Martin in between Martinsville and Mooresville when I was like 21, yeah. 22. So you must have been. Did you ever drive down there to see some of the damage? No, no. I don't think I could drive at the time. Ah, uh, uh, my, my mom and dad love to fucking do that. Like the day after big storm to drive around and see all the trees blown over. And, the uh, so, so we, I did that and it's just wild. Cause this tornado kind of yeah. jumped back and forth over. What is that? The white river, uh, that probably goes I on remember. 67. So, yeah, like Indiana is kind of like Ohio is right on the edge of Tornado Alley. But there is mm-hmm. this large feature in the middle of the United States called Tornado Alley where uh, you know, uniquely powerful and frequent tornadoes occur mostly in the spring, but sometimes in the fall. Um, I read a bunch about tornadoes this morning. All right. Um, tell me about them. So, like, <laughs> I, I <laughs> thank you for the setup. I guess because I I often, you know, I always heard like, you know, America has so many more tornadoes and I guess a little bit of southern Canada, uh, but mostly United States has so many more uh, tornadoes than any other place in the earth. And I always wondered, like, well, why is that? And I guess it's because our geography, the North America has two large north south facing mountain ranges, the Appalachians and the Rockies, um, and that effectively funnels frigid arctic dry air from the north into warm moist air coming from the gulf of mexico and that's the those those extreme high and low pressure uh hot and cold moist and dry systems are what funnel these storms and most places like in asia and europe that have similar kind of land masses they have long chains of east west running mountains that break that air flow up so when warm humid air tries to meet the cold dry air it gets funneled up at the mountainside and loses a lot of its power before it can get to a place where it can cause tornadoes so america has like purpose-built baffles to funnel tornado weather right into the heartland and hmm. uh, fuck up the whole midwest and and uh west eastern west part of the united states uh all right that's that seems be- like it makes sense these 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 F5 tornadoes as depicted at the end of the film, I guess the record width was 2 miles wide and they can last up to 2 hours long, although those extremes are extremely rare. Uh yeah, mm-hmm. I it's like I said, I I I I love this movie. We talked about the visuals holding up. The other thing to recommend this film is the sound. Yeah. If you have a good sound system, you will get just ferocious things coming from your speakers Mm -hmm. Uh, literally like uh lions
1: and and bears and shit because they really do a lot of sound design on these
0: tornadoes do you want to talk about how they got the 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 kind of the bass sound of the tornado sounds like you've you've teased into that a little bit
1: uh really i was just like listening to the sound of the tornadoes and and i picked up on a lot of animal sounds
0: we'll be right back with more bald move after this brief pause
1: we took it all
0: we brought them to our land an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth we made this curse carved it in the blood on our backs we did not see We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. And now, back with more Bald Move. I guess, in particular, I think I read that there was like a llama scream (laughs) that they sound pitched and stretched and adjusted to. I don't know. They got a particular tornadic. uh, I mean, look at their long throats. (gasps) Okay. That kind of looks like a funnel, right? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh air that vortex <laughs> air coming out when they're they're doing their llama thing. Um Yeah. The suck zone they call it. Standing in front of a screaming llama. <laughs> the suck zone. Mm-hmm. Um So yeah, I uh th- No but it th- sounds great, yeah. And, I, and I'm I'm sitting
1: in my basement watching this thing, which is a good place to sit and watch Twister. I recommend watching it in
0: a basement if you can. Or uh, man, my fantasy is to do see this on a, a drive-in picture mm-hmm. screen. I hear it's cursed. it cursed. Wouldn't it be amazing to watch this like in pitch black conditions, uh, in like a little bit of wind, while they're playing The Shining on the drive-in movie screen, and it's getting destroyed? Like, I just mm-hmm. think that would be so <laughs> fucking cool. <laughs> this is what VR should be used for to put me in that scenario, right? This would be a great VR or th- imagine this as a 3D movie.
1: Mhm. Mhm.
0: Another reason this movie works really well is I think the main characters have just insanely good chemistry, which is good because I kept on noticing as I turned a critical eye in this movie that these characters are insane. Like it's pointed out oh, Bob by- yeah many times by Jamie Gertz uh, who plays Bill Paxton's new love interest that these people are all insane. And she's kind of like the normie person who is wired correctly to not be thrilled by almost being killed by these storms. Um, but like Bill pack, Bill Paxton. Yes. It's Bill Paxton, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm fucking Paxton and Pullman in my head now. Uh, <laughs> and Helen Hunt just have like really good chemistry. And, um, And Jamie Gertz plays this thankless role of being, like, the ultimate rebound stepping stone. She, like, at the beginning of the third act, fully absolves uh, Bill Paxton of any misleading her or taking her on an emotional ride. And she just like, no, it's okay. Everything's good. Go off with your ex-wife and chase tornadoes and be happy. Uh, Mm Mm-hmm. The, the script underpins the insanity just enough that you feel i don't know these characters feel relatable even as they're doing insane things
1: yeah i mean i can I can understand why people might do something like this uh and it's not just a death wish right it's gotta be especially for the people trying to drive uh Dorothy into the eye of the storm here it's gotta mm. be incredibly exciting uh to be next to something that powerful um and kind of just have it out of your your hands as to whether or not uh i don't know it's probably like riding a bull it's it's like flying a jet it's one of those kinds of things right yeah um for for adrenaline junkies i i get it in a certain way that said i would never do it it's oh it is definitely crazy (laughs)
0: I watched, and one of the things I watched is they have these uh, Tornado Intercept vehicles um, that have been involved in filming an IMAX thing, and there was a whole Storm Chasers on, I think, Discovery or TLC. And I saw footage of one of these things, I think it was the TIV 2 that uh, Tornado, I think a uh, F3 Tornado is what it was claimed, went directly overhead it, and they had inside footage from inside their little bunker car that they'd built. And mm-hmm. things were hitting the windshield so hard that they made sparks like they looked like shooting like like shooting stars across the windshield and the is the hmm. sound was so loud that for like a minute 30 you couldn't hear anything but the violent rumbling and shaking you couldn't hear their voices and what they were screaming um it it just it just looks hmm. terrifying but that's like what it, what what's in what when I was watching this, I'm like, this isn't something they got caught into. Like it, it, it felt like um watching a guy drive through a forest fire. Have you ever seen any of those yeah, videos yeah. where like a clearly a whole scared family are in an SUV driving through hell? Mm-hmm. But unlike that experience, this is exactly what they wanted to happen.
1: They're <laughs> uh-huh. like
0: everything had gone right. And I kept on thinking like what if a garbage truck comes by at 200 miles an hour or a f- oh, yeah. telephone pole or any a cow, anything really? I don't know that your little four foot deep screws are going to hold you to the ground and keep you alive. But mm-hmm. it it is this like I think it's half adrenaline, half like a fig leaf to science, you know, like we're trying to save lives. <laughs> and yeah, imagine if you could save lives by skydiving, how much more popular it would be. Mm-hmm. I think it's got that unique kind of crusading plus adrenaline junky feel. And you're not hurting anybody but yourself if things go wrong.
1: You just came up with the ultimate tornado chasing mechanism. Just jump in from the top. Your guys are going about it all wrong. You got to go in from the top. Come on. The funnel is biggest at the top. You have the best chance of hitting it.
0: I, this reminds what me of that doing? scene in, the what what was the dragon movie, uh, was Christian Bale and Rain of Fire, rain yeah. of Fire, where the one lady's talking about her angels, the people that dive into the, the dragon storms, uh-huh, their life uh-huh. expectancy is 15 seconds. I think, <laughs> I think it might be safer to, to fly into a dragon storm than a F3 DMID. tornado. Yeah. Uh... But, but yeah, they, they it is that kind of like unique calling. and What if you uh, just crop dusted? You got above the cloud layer. You just
1: crop dust the
0: entire area with
1: these uh, sphere sensors. There you go. You can measure it no
0: problem. It does feel like those spheres... I'm actually kind of surprised. I did a lot of research to see if anyone's tried because like, that felt like a good idea. That feels like something mm-hmm. that we would have done in the 30 years since this movie came out. And apparently, no. No one has really done anything yeah there's there's projects around it like
1: i've read about this vortex project yes Uh, vortex one was like semi-inspiring of this movie along with that toto project that you were talking about from like the 70s but but there's also a vortex 2 which gets about as close as you can to this movie
0: well they had i I forget because there's like one was like vortex and there was one that was like torsion or they, they had these different code names and one of them that they were actually trying to deploy things on the ground that was designed mm-hmm. to fly up into tornado i guess three researchers died in the attempt to seed the area like they Jeez. you know they did the, they didn't have B- bill paxton to pull them screaming away there's mm-hmm. still time there's still bitch their tornado is on <laughs> top is of you there's not time for yeah. Like you need to get the hell like they didn't have someone like that. So they actually stayed too late and died. And it seemed like it harshed a lot of that project's buzz. I saw in like twenty twenty because this happened in like I think twenty thirteen, the people died, and just now in 2021, they're trying to get the project kind of like back on the feet and underway. Hmm. But uh yeah, this movie is still, I guess, is scientifically relevant. Um I- the other thing is like I feel like this movie like is is listed as like this super ser- uh, super silly implausible scientific movie. But I watched it last hmm. night and I'm like I don't think so. There's obviously some exaggerations. The final scene where they survive getting the F5 tornado by belting themselves to a fucking <laughs> gas pipe or whatever, <laughs> clearly ridiculous. Yeah. The visualization inside a tornado completely speculative. But up until that one point, uh, I don't know that anything that I saw was like fucking impossible for tornadoes to do. Yeah, I would say the the least believable stuff they do is how
1: close they get to a tornado uh, at any given moment without feeling
0: much of its effects.
1: And, mm. and I'm not even sure about that. Like, I've never been that close. To they're a tornado, very localized.
0: Obviously. Right. I mean, I, that's, yeah. I've heard that the line between like relatively normal winds and 300 mile an hour winds are not that. But it, the, the thing that
1: kills me is like when you see them driving down a road trying to intercept, intercept a tornado and it's this like, I don't know, 400 foot wide funnel that's yeah. about 12 feet from the road they're on. Yeah. And they're just driving alongside it, like, oh, we got to get in front of it or D- out, out ahead of it. And I'm like, yeah. you are way too close. To- if if this shifts and it can, it meet just like in an instant, you're dead.
0: Yeah, and the, 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 I, I guess the 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 chief, in my mind, the chief suspect of this is like the cow scene, because if there's winds capable of suspending, yeah. like, I don't know, well, how much a cow's weigh? Five, six, seven, eight hundred pounds. Uh, how much sure. does a banana cost michael a hundred dollars uh if, if a cow <laughs> is flying in the air is this jacked up truck going to be is it really going to just yeah. you know be driving along like no problem but
1: it's a very good question
0: it's not nearly as exaggerated as i think people say and, and maybe it's mm-hmm. because people are still relatively unfamiliar because tornadoes are not super common and, you know, especially big like F5s. I don't think we've had one in the United States for like going on 10 years now. Um, hmm. Like, I wonder if this is people just like just assuming that that shit has to be made up. Yeah, could be. But uh, tornadoes can do incredible things. I, I went through a tornado museum in Texas and they had sections of telephone pole where straw,
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know, like that 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 horses eat were like shoved through. This six inch post from the straight, the, 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 the winds generated by these tornadoes. They're, they're just insane. Um, a big one can like literally, it looks like something that God did, just like mm-hmm. scoops, like the, or like the Borg in Star Trek, just scoop sections of town and they're just gone. Yeah. Like the road sucks or sucked the pavement off the fucking ground. There, it, it's insane. Um, what else? Do, I, I mean, we haven't really gotten into the spoiler section. Do we have any. Mm-hmm. You know, just... uh... I I want to talk about Bill Paxton real quick uh, because he's the leading man in this movie.
1: And this is... the only Bill Paxton leading man role I can think of. I don't think I've ever seen another one. And I don't know why that is because I look at his work in this movie and I'm thinking, yeah, he's a pretty serviceable leading man. At least as good as a kevin costner why did he not have more success as a leading man is it that he's not as well connected is it his choice of movies at the time was not like he didn't know this was going to be a big hit or something and so like everything he was doing around the time was not as popular or interesting is he is he not as good looking and charming as the next person i don't
0: I, I think you're, you're like I think you're orbiting all of those things is kind of what makes someone a a, a co-star instead of a leading man and when I was mm-hmm. watching this movie I thought it was interesting because I feel the same way about uh, Helen hunt um, mm-hmm. even though I mm-hmm. love her in this movie I actually think she's sexy in this movie that fucking white wife beater combo is really doing it for me um, but it's it's almost like someone cast two co-starring or supporting actors as the leads. I mean, that's exactly what happened, right? I mean, she was a TV star at the time, which she was a lead in mad about you, but, and, and this did catapult her in the small time. I mean, cause she had a run of like, she did like, mm-hmm. uh, worked with Jack Nicholson next year and, uh, as good as it gets. Um, so it's not sure. like she couldn't do it, but there, there is something about like, yeah, they're just a notch below what you consider like charming or like or Bill Paxton just like doesn't. He cleans up to the polish of a Midwestern TV <laughs> weatherman, but he can't okay. quite get yeah. to like James Bond or Bruce Wayne or something like that, you know?
1: Yeah, I think I'm with you that there's something about him. I love him in every movie I've seen him in uh he's great but he's always playing kind of a quirky weirdo um and that that's 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 a role i i guess uh the the exception being i guess apollo 13 where he does not play a quirky weirdo but he is not the lead in that either like tom hanks is um so I, i i don't know i i think it's a shame that he didn't have more of a turn to leading man but i guess you have to just you got to find that magic, and it just wasn't quite there.
0: Yeah. I read an interesting, I think it was a Reductress article a week or two ago that talked about the phenomenon of, like, griming down, which is the opposite of cleaning up. Like, I okay. talked about, you know, that Bill Paxton can't clean up to, and they talked about Henry Cavill being the poster boy of someone who grimes down well, that, like, you see Henry mm-hmm. Cavill in a tuxedo, and it's like, okay, that's a good-looking man, But you see him with like long hair and he's filthy as Garrett, uh, whatever the fuck that guy's name is in The Witcher. And it's like, yes, you know, there's something little like (laughs) his essence wants to be a little bit filthier. And I Mm. feel like I feel like if you look at all of Paxton's work, he -hmm. definitely wants to grind down. But he also doesn't he's not the Cavaless that we're or like Vigo Mortensen, you know, mm-hmm. like you see him clean up. He's just a dude. But you see him like, you know, with the three days worth of orc hunt on him. And it's like, yes, uh, And I think that Bill Paxton is like he he wants to be the grime down. He's got that kind of aesthetic, but he he also just can't quite. He's in that middle zone. If you can grime down, you can be like a dirtball ball. Uh, Axel Rose, like Sex Machine Magnet. If you clean up well, you can be a sophisticated suave deb- But if you're not, you're stuck in character actor land. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think. But it's okay. Was,
1: that's not a bad place to be. He gave
0: us a lot of characters that I really appreciate. Yeah. And like even his big TV role, like Big Love, he plays like a Mormon farmer, fundamentals Mormon farmer who has like a bunch of wives. Like, okay. That's not. A traditionally charismatic role right that's that's like a bill pack that's uh that's that's something that you can't quite grime down or clean up to it's just you're in the middle mm-hmm. uh all right what else we talked about the sound we talked about the looks we talked about the actors uh do you want to get into the movie itself yeah we should if you haven't seen this film I think you should watch it right now. It, it holds up like a champ. It is like the pinnacle of practical effects, big action stunt work uh, that we'll probably never see the like of again. And because it is in that like end of that era, it, it it just looks it still looks amazing. And it's it's stunts and stuff that I don't think you've ever seen before. And it's fun. It's like a breezy hour 50. Uh, it's exciting Uh, It's it's got an insane romance plot for if you want the the rom-com angle. Uh, But this movie is about uh, Bill Paxton, who is a former storm chasing uh, adrenaline junkie trying to turn respectable TV weatherman uh, and his fiance, uh, conventionally attractive uh, therapist fiance, trying to hunt down Helen Hunt. Who is still very much a crazy adrenaline junkie storm chaser who has been ducking his divorce attempts and numerous attempts to serve her paperwork for over. I think it's like just just under a year at this point. Uh, And he knows where she's going to be at this time of year. She's going to be somewhere in Oklahoma chasing a big storm system. So he uses his weatherman powers to track her down and then gets, no pun intended, sucked in to an intense 24 hour storm chase. Unbeknownst to him, Helen Hunt has continued to develop his brainchild, which is a sophisticated suite of uh, uh, scientific instruments designed to be embedded into the heart of a tornado called Dorothy. And Bill is so taken with the idea of his his brainchild made real that he essentially volunteers to join them for 24 hours to try to successfully embed Dorothy and. Um, Helen Hunt also has uh, a motivation factor, which is her father was killed when she was like six or seven years old uh, while the family's trying to shelter in a tornado shelter. Uh, And there's there's a little... This is a quasi-ridiculous thing, is that she's hunting these tornadoes kind of like the white whale. Captain Ahag hunts the white whale. There's a little bit like, this tornado killed my dad, and all F5 tornadoes are the same tornadoes. There's some Jaws for. (laughs) shaky psychology going on but a
1: little bit the overarching thing is like i want to help stop people from dying right give people more warning i don't want this to happen to other people but yes there's also a little bit of maybe my dad's in this tornado
0: (laughs) yeah exactly there's also a really fun subplot where carrie Elways is playing this uh so so bill and helen's team are this ramshackle run-down analog operation using shitty uh, camper vehicles and converted buses and station wagons. Carrie Elwes is in all matching black sedans with big government and university research contracts. He's in it for the money, not for the science. Uh, and he has ripped off Bill's design with uh, DOT, uh, which is an identical platform, and it's it, a lot of the tension is which of these teams, the good guys who are broke and the bad guys who are rich um, are who are going to be able to take credit for Bill Paxton's invention first. It's a great movie you guys should see it. Um, I want to start at the, be- the the beginning of the movie because I every time I watch this movie, I realize anew that Helen Hunt's dad didn't have to die. Nope. If, he if he just that, didn't motherfucker, hold that door closed, it if, if he just stays in the back with his wife, child, and dog, he lives. This is a self-inflicted toy. He did everything right. He got his family to mm-hmm. the storm shelter, and the dumbass thought he could hold the door against an F5 and got taken up like like Dorothy and Toto. It's it's Ma- tragic.
1: Yeah. Maybe he thought it was just an F1. He's been practicing on, like, F2s, and so he was
0: like, ah, it's probably just an F1. Let me hold this thing. Nope. Well, but why, It's a, the, the thing is, it's like... <sighs> I don't know I guess it's a it's a retrospect thing it's like maybe he thought if he didn't hold the door his wife and kid would get sucked out yeah yeah just, just not how it works dude like you got sucked out door and all wife and kids. it's fine it's incredible
1: to me how well built this door handle is like instead of ripping the door handle off and taking the mm-hmm. door the mm-hmm. door handle pulls that man into the sky
0: yeah that's a hell of a handle over engineered should have put that money in the hinges and the deadbolt. <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely. Another diabolical thing about this opening scene other than uh the dad's uh stupidity killing him. They got this like little Yorkshire terrier, some little yappy dog in there. Did you notice that the dog seemed to be really enjoying everything that was happening? Like they kept oh, cutting yeah? this dog reaction shot. This dog has this like what you would call it like if you saw it on TikTok you'd say that dog is grinning. <laughs> like this dog sees the dad start so it gets sucked at the door they cut to it and the dog's like fuck yeah I've been waiting on this yeah well he probably thinks this is his shot at stardom right like <laughs> oh I, I remember what Wizard of Oz did for Toto hell you yeah you know what
1: Twister's gonna do for Toby they're
0: yeah. gonna bring back Benji, Rin Tin Tin <laughs> I'm gonna be at the forefront of this new animal wave yeah he was cashing, mm-hmm. cashing checks that uh, homeward his... bound hold my beer there's a lot of dog cameos. They have this Moe's character that's uh, the dog of Aunt Meg. And, uh, you know, he plays, a, he, he he gives Bill Paxson a, a chance to be heroic by saving him at, at some point in the film. But also he shows up at the end of the film for no good reason. It's just like, you know what? We got this dog on set. Throw the dog up there. Have the dog up there smiling and wagging his tail. That's just It yeah. adds to the feeling of victory here. Sure. Why not? One thing I want to spend some time talking about is the Helen Hunt, Bill Paxton relationship. Okay. Because, yeah. like, you know, I think we've come a long way in relational dynamics in the last 30 years. And I just, everything just seems so toxic. Uh, the idea, like, I got the clear idea that she has been ducking this divorce. Like, everything that uh, Bill Paxton's therapist, why, um, fiance says is dead on like you are trying to lure bill back to this place so that you can ensnare him in your world of adrenaline and tornadoes and probably hot sex mm-hmm. and like there's this one scene in particular where she is trying to stall si- get signing this paperwork that he's been waiting on since christmas and it's now summer right mm-hmm. and she signs it and hands it to him and then he gets halfway to the door and realizes she skipped a place a sign which is helpfully marked with a red flag which mm-hmm. I thought was emblematic of the relationship just red flag after red flag skipped over <laughs> mm-hmm. um I mean she tries to commit suicide b- by tornado at least three times I don't see how she survived with Bill Paxton being gone like is dusty is Philip Seymour Hoffman been the guy that grabs her by the waist and tears <laughs> her away from v- suicide by tornado uh, like because if if Bill's not doing it, who's who's doing it? How is she still alive?
1: I I get the feeling that this is like the first big uh, attempt to get this Dorothy thing off the ground, literally, because um, they're they're acting like this is some crazy big development, and it also seems like it's very recent that they broke up. Like, like he has, like this is an ultimate rebound, right? It's, it's like, and it's not even a rebound. I, I'm trying to okay. Like, pinpoint can you what,
0: quantify when you say recent? Because I, I feel like Crichton does a magic trick where, depending on which side of the microscope you look, it, this, this relationship could have ended six months ago or could end six years ago. What, what, why do you think it was huh. recent?
1: Um, uh, well, partially the the signing of the divorce papers, and also the the. Ah, I I don't know. There's there's some vibe I'm getting from it that is definitely because like, cause... everybody talks about like him hooking up with Melissa as being like super quick. Mm. And so I think that's was part there dialogue of what that doesn't... said it was quick. Yeah, Helen Hunt, but I I don't know if she's trustworthy in that scenario. That's the to thing. Be like, she's oh, that was compromised. Super fast.
0: Yeah, and a lot of things she says in that scene are directly contradicted by Bill Paxton. Like, she's like you know oh i've been busy and he's like since christmas you know like trying to like a lot of things she's saying is um passive aggressive attempts to delay him signing and like Mm -hmm. i think the ultimate proof is like i I feel like the movie the 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 actual thing that's happened here is that bill paxton left her because Mm -hmm. she's crazy he she wants well to but it's more than that like he spent years of his life doing this thing and now he wants to like settle down and have kids like i don't want my life to be all about chasing tornadoes like i did it in my bed and it was a lot of fun and we learned a lot now and she hmm. is because she's obsessed with uh the tornado killer dad can't do that she can't have a normal life mm-hmm. she doesn't think she has a normal life this is her life um totally and that I feel like this whole Dorothy thing is like a parent trap gamble that she set up like she got served the divorce papers and she's like, all right, Dusty, Rabbit, uh, Stanley, Kubrick, uh, all these all these other colorfully named people. We got to get Dorothy flying by this summer because Bill's going to track me down by then and I need to say the word Dorothy and see his eyes light up and go maniacal and then i've got him because I, that's exactly mm-hmm. what happens in the movie she's like stalling 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 casually dropping dorothy he's like dorothy you yeah. built it and then he's hooked because how can you not be uh-huh
1: yeah he he's I hooked there and then he's hooked extra hard when jonas shows up and is has stolen his design right now he's got some skin in the game i guess
0: Well, that's another thing I think that the Crichton did in this script is like you really are confused about why they broke up until very late in the movie. They kind of give you. But
1: you get a vibe, too. I I think it's a a really well-written script. It's not it's not characters coming out and talking about a thing because the audience needs to know about it. It's more like characters are doing things because they're in this situation that makes sense to them. And we kind of have to catch up.
0: Yeah. You get all these scenes of like other people commentating on it. Like Dusty mm-hmm. uh and you know, has a conversation with Melissa, uh Aunt Meg has a conversation with Joe. Uh everyone's talking around the relationship, but you don't get until very late in the movie, uh before Bill and Joe actually talk about like what what went wrong. And hilariously Melissa's listening to the whole thing because of course <laughs> On the radio, yeah. Helen Hunt is mic'd up in the middle of those tornado. I <laughs> <laughs> I, I always yeah. think that like what she should have heard is just like, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, but, totally. But she hears perfect uh, the 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 confessions of love, and you know, what am I missing? It's me, Joe. I'm right here in front of you. As they see mm-hmm. Melissa just heartbreak in half, um, yeah, and
1: she's a, like a perfect in multiple ways a perfect uh, audience proxy, right? Because she doesn't know what their previous relationship was and she doesn't know anything about tornadoes. So through explanations to this character we get to know all that stuff.
0: No, it's a great like I said the script is really slick because they cast Jamie Gertz who I feel like um is kind of like meant for these type of roles cuz she's like kind of like really blandly attractive and she's like a counterpart to the more rough-hewn but like uh active Helen Hunt, you know. And she is the outsider. so like there's mm-hmm. there these guys are talking like really dense storm talk. and she's there as an audience to be like, "What the hell are you talking about? Explain this to me. yep. so it doesn't seem like you're just crazy explaining this among subject matter experts. So it's like it's a real gift that she plays to the script. And again, the way she just, The movie has like these little hints that like this wasn't ever going to work out like I think one of the most most emblematic line of dialogue is when she tells Bill Paxton I thought you're chasing tornadoes was a metaphor (laughs) like how have you loved this man and Uh got engaged this man and so misunderstood his past life that you think him chasing tornadoes was just a metaphor for his misspent youth and not like the literal fucking fact yeah also i guess billy might and maybe he he uh soft pedaled it because he left out all of his extreme state tales he left out the like at, th- don't you at some point in a year-long courtship tell your fiance about the time you drunkenly stumbled out of a station wagon buck naked and threw a fifth of jack daniels into a tornado uh you should <laughs> and, it's a hell of a story and the twister took it and drank it. Like, it's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So, like, a little bit of, like, did these people even know each other? Uh, it doesn't seem like... Bi- like, there's also this weird undercurrent of, like, she's a therapist, but, like, a sexual therapist. And the movie gives, like... We only hear, like, one side of these conversations with the clients. But they're, like, l- ludicrous conversations. Like, she's trying mm-hmm. to reassure this man that your wife didn't marry you just for your penis. Mm-hmm. I- I- is this a real fear that men have ever had? I don't... Think so? Like as, as, as I, I'm trying to think of all the conversations I've had with friends and relatives about relationships going bad, and I never had anyone tearfully turn to me He's like, you know what? I just think she wants me for my penis, man. I'm <laughs> no. just a penis. Th- no, no one's at what. Usually, the fear is money. The fear is, yeah, I'm just a paycheck, or I'm just, you know, like yeah. this and that, but like. Yeah, my my wife admires my reproductive equipment so much that I think she only married me for this one thing. I've never heard that complaint. But, like, it's, the the movie's, like, in that kind of, like, mid-90s, we're still kind of shitty about, like, it, it treats her job as a joke. Like, yeah, Talon Hunt finds out about it, and it's like, oh, it's bullshit. Bill doesn't really believe in it either. So the whole movie is telling us that this relationship, that she is just, like, just, a, yeah, she's a rebound, like you said. Um mm-hmm. And it makes you so you don't even feel bad. And even if you were to feel bad, she's there to tell you in a big speech, don't feel sorry for me. This is actually better. And in fact, I, and I when I look back at everything, this was inevitable. I, I knew what I was getting into and it didn't work. It's like, I don't know. It's uh, it's really slick and efficient how it moves the primary romance plot along.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and keeps, uh, you know, Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton engaged throughout this movie and kind of forced into this situation and 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 puts Melissa kind of in the middle of it I thought it was smart how they even get her there because like why would he take her to the place where they're going to sign the divorce papers well it's because they didn't expect to right like it was some other thing that was going on they were supposed he was supposed to maybe days earlier or something meet her somewhere and sign them right and I assume he wouldn't have took Melissa but now he gets this call and he's got to go out here and well, Melissa's with him. So, and yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah. She also provides, man, that's she's, she's just a gift that keeps on giving because 90% of the comedic relief in this movie comes from her like (laughs) uh, hysterical reactions. But like, completely understandable oh, yeah. reactions to what's going on. And it starts off like very slow, like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going to leave you with Dusty. Dusty's going to explain storm equipment to you. And he goes back, has this tense conversation, Helen, honey, storms back, and you just walk into Dusty, who has given them all <laughs> cups that are made out of, I don't know, they, they they have psychedelic peace bears on them in like crazy nuclear – uh, fluorescent green colors and these extravagant crazy straws and they're drinking God knows what he's mixed with her and he's explaining to her about the suck zone mm-hmm. and you can see just kind of her face that like this is not the type of people she hangs out with she is wearing this <laughs> no. ice cream suit she's perfectly clothed. Uh mm-hmm. she's had a shower within the last 24 days she doesn't talk about the suck zone even though she's a reproductive therapist dusk it's like and it goes all the way to like she has near-death experiences they even do like um <laughs> have you seen the meme that's gone around in like the last year or so about um the cut chair in hotels no that like someone made an observation about like you know every hotel has this kind of chair that's in the corner and it kind of faces the the bed and they've <laughs> labeled it as the cut chair because like what why else would you need their purpose yeah like what do you gotta you gotta sit and tie your shoes the bed's right there so it's a cut chair She's sitting in the cut chair of the truck like she gets a front row seat of Bill and Helen's insane chemistry and then like hugging and almost kissing each other bonding after surviving tornado. They really they really do this woman dirty and she gives him so much. It gives us she gives the script so much.
1: Yeah. I appreciate her. I will say I think this movie has too many characters in it i they can't actually service all of the characters as well as they want to and they try and give them all each their moment but it mm. kind of falls flat if i if i were to say there's one problem with this movie it's probably that take out the guy literally this is the only thing i know about him the guy who gets hit in the head with the hubcap who likes classic yes. music take him out yep. don't need him uh Take out like three of the characters. Who who's the woman with the glasses? Who just and like the bucket hat? Yeah, yeah. Who's just kind of there? The two doing people nothing. that don't ever
0: get names. Yeah, they
1: could probably. Yeah, gone. Forget about them because they want to give each of them their moments too. And the I think poor it...
0: man's teenage Steve Buscemi. What yeah, are you doing get him out of here. Get don't out of need here. Need him.
1: Give me Alan yeah, but... Ruck. Give me Philip Seymour Hoffman. Give me Jeremy Davies. Jeremy Davies give me some more Jeremy
0: Davies and that's it that's uh, all you need did but even if they don't they don't get their characters true but they do add color and texture being able to cut away to the guy yeah. who's just you know uh doing you know humming the William tell overture to himself and having mm-hmm. the bucket hat girl having uh extreme reaction about uh uh, a, a downdraft tail hook uh, squall line formation like I, I don't know like I, I didn't mind it uh, and I don't know what the movie could have done to, but maybe you're right maybe they should have just cut them yeah but, I, think, but then I think it's you lose, a little distracting you lose the convoy effect I love seeing that ramshackle convoy bouncing down the back roads I love it when like mm-hmm. it's in contrast when they're trying to pass carry Elway's is like sleek all matching black well funded a uh, thing um. Mm-hmm. Can yeah, we I talk did. about Carrie Elwi's plot? Okay. There, there. You know, like there, you got the fuck around and find out scale. Where, like, you know, usually when you fuck, you find out it's in proportion to the amount of you fucking around. Like, uh, you know, if you bump into someone, that's a fuck around scale of like one. If they just like take out a gun and shoot you, that's a found out scale of ten. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not out of proportion. I feel like Carrie Elway's plot is like wh- he he found out way out of proportion to he f- the the amount he fucked around. He fucked around by I, doing. He fucked around a lot, man. He fucked okay. around by building dot. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a who big who owns ideas in science. <laughs> <laughs> who like is was that like did did Bill come up with this idea oh, in realized. a bar and then oh, he didn't realized just, and then he he refused to write a paper on it? You know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't want to be on the bad guy's You're side. You're apologist. But You're a
1: Jonas apologist. I don't like this.
0: This man was impaled by an antenna and sucked into an F5 tornado and exploded. <laughs> That's a lot of finding out. Did You're he right. fuck around that much?
1: We'll be right back with more Bald Move after this brief pause. And now, back with more Bald Move. Trying to think, he did
0: try to run them off the road at one point. It's
1: this guy gets a comeuppance,
0: <laughs> like worse than Alan Rickman at the end of like Total Die Recall. Hard. Oh yeah, oh, okay. okay. Jesus Christ, I got Total yeah, yeah. Recall in the brain. End of Die Hard. I, it just, I, it always yeah. makes me laugh when, like, okay, the guy who's got more money and he kind of sort of stole your idea and maybe did it better, but you also walked away from the industry. Like, yeah, you know there's that. Uh, and and y- yeah. yeah, and you're he's, right. he's he's you're he's right. not as good as you. So he's trying to weasel and getting information and all that. And he's 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 a he's a weasel, but he got like a terrorist death mm-hmm. in this movie. your bot was crazy right. for that.
1: Okay, this brings up another topic that I want to talk about in kind of relation to to the Helen Hunt. Like, why did Bill Paxton walk away from this life? Because clearly. It excites him he gets caught up in it and he loves doing this the other thing is he had this massive project in the works that was designed and on paper but they hadn't been able to realize but it seems like they were mere weeks away from realizing it why did he not stick with this passion that he had to build this device to try and get it
0: in the tornado he walked away at their cusp of greatness but also seem like they had a, a hard time getting funding. And I think they imply the reason that they couldn't get funding is because Helen and Bill were not like you look at Carrie and he's got the hat and he's in front of a television. He's giving these smart answers. He looks like a he looks like a, science, a serious science person. That you'd give a grant to. Mm -hmm. you got the extreme rolling up with the station wagon open a door 17 beer cans fall out his dick is out he is visibly (laughs) drunk and he's throwing (laughs) shit in tornadoes and Helen Hunt is trying to throw herself right behind the Jack Daniels bottle and it's like I think it's just like they are brilliant but messy unconventional people that don't get funding and he got but they did get the funding Helen Hunt got the funding that's true after he left maybe Bill was the problem Maybe he was, yeah. That sounds uh, about right. But they do, like, there's this scene where they just really establish these people as lunatics, like, um, they're literally howling at the storm, like, mm-hmm. not and not just Dusty, can you expect that behavior, but everyone is caught up in this insane tornado lust, and I think, reading between the lines, you get the idea that, like, Bill saw a few many times where he's extreme behavior, and especially Helen's behavior, um and the fact that she walked out on him like he wanted to do something more than just tornado. He wanted their relationship to be more than just tornado chasing and that's all she could do and eventually he wanted yeah. like more. And and the thing is like she tries to make it about the money. Like, oh, you just want the money and fame of being a weather, weather guy. uh. Right. And he's like, no, it's not just that he wanted the whole kind of kit and caboodle, the whole, you know, like the next stage of your life. You're going to be doing this till you're 70 years old, you know, kind of thing. And she just wasn't having it because she had a mission that she had to complete. And it's an open question at the end of the movie, whether they'll be happy forever. Like,
1: oh, you know,
0: if 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 this solves, if this gives it pushes out the uh, warning from three minutes to 15 minutes, is she going to be like, all right, I've done enough? I've. I've laid my father to rest. I can, I can, uh, you know, settle down like Aunt Meg, start having baby cows. Yeah. I don't know. It's year.
1: Like you said, it's an open question. Uh, there's one other thing that I think this movie doesn't do particularly well. Yeah. And it's explained to me exactly what they're trying to do. Uh, with this device this Dorothy device I get that they're trying to get it into the storm so mm. that it can send out all these spheres and take readings of the tornado what I don't understand is exactly how the mechanism by which that works because there are several times in this movie where they're very close to a tornado and they drive up they slap a bunch, like way way too fucking many buttons way too many buttons on this thing way too much for procedure to spin yeah. up Dorothy First of all, but but secondly, I couldn't tell you why just tossing this thing onto the road and turning it on, even if it spills open, who gives a shit? The spheres are still going to go up into the tornado. They're still going to be powered. Why does it have to be this perfect catch by the tornado?
0: Yeah, like I, I want to say that like they're it's a slow reveal, just like the nature of Helen and Bill's relationship. Like you know, mm-hmm. there's a device. Oh, it's uh, you kind of understand like by the middle of the movie what it's supposed to do, and then you're supposed to hear like Helen Hunt and then talk about the fails. But but what they're saying, like they're debating about whether the probes are too heavy or too light, and I'm like. Does We're talking matter? about three hundred mile an hour winds. What the hell? Like it's picking up cows and tanker trucks, and it's going to pick up your little and pieces of straw.
1: Like it's not like it can't pick up a piece of paper. It's gonna.
0: Yeah, it picks up dust particles, and like you're mm-hmm. you're right. But I, I so I guess a lot of this was based on the real life Toto project that that was something that they had a problem with, and that Toto didn't have the internal sensors. It was supposed to just stay put and. Um, measure the winds and stuff in a tornado but it was too light to do its job and it kept on getting pushed over and the instruments damaged so it's like okay they took the real life case study and then michael crichton's like probes and hoping you don't ask too many questions i will say that like i watched this many many times before i even started wondering about that but really i I immediately
1: wondered about that like back in 96
0: when i saw this thing I mean, yeah, because you're right. Like if it, they're just on the road and they're gonna get sucked up, like why does it have to come out fresh from the pod? You know?
1: Yeah, just just sprinkle these things across a two mile tract,
0: or like I said, crop dust them in from above. Yeah, and you're good. But I don't like... think that's possible because these storm cells go like 120,000 feet into the sky. Uh, I Do don't think they you could really? Go... Wow. Yeah, they're like it's pretty insane. Those cumulonimbus clouds that they spawn from are yeah are, i mean maybe wild. that's not possible but like i i didn't understand i wish they would have had a line of dialogue or something Fire a cluster that would have bomb said. rocket into it you know yeah, Except, there you go. Instead of bomblets you have the little 25 cent prize dispenser containers mm-hmm. um the real reason is because they had a pepsi sponsorship and they needed a scene of them cutting up about <laughs> a thousand pepsi cans and pinning those to the devices so that they yeah. would have the I love that scene. I, the attention to detail in that scene is so
1: good because they're all cut up and bandaged. Mm-hmm. Like they, they have fresh like bleeding cuts. And I imagine like that probably also came out of the prop department, which I had to actually build these things, right? Cut up a thousand cans. And I Dude, bet they I... cut their hands up. And and then I bet they also like rounded off all the edges for the actors, you know, be like, well, we can't have Bill Paxton getting locked lockjaw and and. Tendence right. from this shit, so let's round them off
0: <laughs> from those those notoriously filthy Pepsi cans.
1: If if we kill Bill Paxton with rusty Co- rusty excuse me, not Coke Pepsi cans, we're gonna sure. get sued.
0: Uh, I actually had in my notes the attention to detail because you mentioned the elaborate procedure for booting up Dorothy, which magically gets shorter and shorter every time they do it. Well, like the yeah. last scene, like Helen's is like she flips one switch, is like we're up. It's like okay, yeah. um. But that scene where he's getting it ready, right he's getting a shit beat out of him. Like you, he starts getting like bloody oh. knuckles and like cuts uh-huh. on. Like he accumulates the damage that he's actually taking, and they they track that really well. Like the continuity is pretty. There's one pretty glaring um, <laughs> exception where <laughs> I, a, a, I I... a window gets cracked yep. or smashed, and yep. then it. But did you know why that happened? No. That 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 window wasn't supposed to break. That thing just broke because something hit it. But because it, you know, it was all filmed out of order. They weren't expecting that thing to be broke. So the continuity within that scene is kind of trashed. But then um, they Foley it. They put in a sound of a breaking window. I mean, you have Why? to, right? You got to commit. But oh, I see. You're saying like de-emphasize the window. Yeah, breaking.
1: de-emphasize it. Maybe people won't notice. But when you put the sound of a of a chattering window in there, you're emphasizing the
0: error. Yeah. That's you're right. That's an interesting choice. Um, Very strange. But 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 I was going to be like, yeah. Mostly the attention to detail is pretty good. Um, Mm -hmm. They 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 do sweat the continuity and the damage and uh, pay attention. Like the other thing is like uh, the camera is swirling around and you're driving all over the place. Uh, I always felt like I never was confused about where, like, Helen and Bill were in relation to their chase team, in relation to Carrie's team, in relation to t- Tornado. Like, it, mm. they did a really good job of making sure that your viewpoint, your POV, was grounded enough that even though all this ridiculous stuff is happening, you knew exactly where and when and, and why it was important and why it was dangerous where they're at.
1: Yeah. It seemed like 90% of Tornado chasing is navigation like knowing which road you're on and where you can
0: connect with and and head a different direction yeah it also helps that like 99% of the roads in the the places they're going are like essentially straight feel straight yeah. roads that are going for miles at a time and then they hit other roads that are 90 degree angles and mm-hmm. yeah uh, there's a lot. A lot of cornfield. You can also just drive through cornfields to take shortcuts because what's stopping you? <laughs> oh my god! That scene where they drive,
1: they drive the truck into the tornado and it starts chasing them uh, yeah. in the cornfield. That just... Oh man, I I can't handle them driving through a cornfield with the open truck doors. I. That's the one place where they don't really track the damage very well, mm. because they would be so cut up. Oh yeah, it's like and then they run through the cornfield, which is just as bad. If I mean the the truck scene though, getting hit with corn you leaves get
0: so many corn corn uh, shuck shock shuck. <sighs> what what do you call those Shows, leaves? Short sure. shuck. I I don't know what they're called. Yeah, you you get you get you get sliced up by them corn leaves for sure yeah
1: even just running
0: through driving a truck through it with your doors yeah. open ouch yeah i just i think it was on black mirror one of the episodes of black mirror that had people running through a cornfield that's I, I always think that every time i see someone running through cornfields like man you really can't do that yeah uh, i guess if you were chased by something like a tornado or, or you, you'd do it but like if you boy, had it would to, not yeah. you'd be you'd it'd be, it'd kind of fuck you up um they have some amazing driving stunts let's talk can we talk about some of the practical effects um okay because a lot of the stuff is this i don't know how they did like i guess they got like a 747 engine to generate some of the straight line winds but like they're just driving through and authentic shit is flying through the air like bill paxton's driving through ditches and over ravines and stuff and in particular that house scene uh, I thought that that was a constructed set and I guess it was the interior of it but they actually got bought a ha- Oh, they did so many crazy things in this film <laughs> the bo- kind of lost yeah. his mind uh-huh. uh, they got an actual two story house rigged it up on a crane so they could drop and have it roll across the highway that's
1: amazing and that, that stunt scene is maybe my favorite in the entire movie the one where they drive through
0: that house they threw the house up the stairs out of mm-hmm. the master bathroom it's it's great it's great uh, and it's something that, like I just believe a truck like that could do something like that you know I can picture the the, the
1: meeting that they must have had where they said like we want to do this stunt to, to the stunt people we want a house to roll onto the road and we want the car the, the truck to drive through it mm-hmm. like what must you be thinking as the effects uh, to, I don't know manager producer whatever they're called
0: coordinator I wonder if they get excited by that stuff or they get scared like or is the excitement of like oh Probably my god both. we're going to figure out how to roll a house across a highway and then you see the budget and think oh my god how are we going to roll a house across the
1: mm-hmm
0: but they did a bunch of like they like that uh, it was that town of Wakita. I can't remember the uh-huh. Oklahoma town or Wichita or something. And that they had oh bought like God. four or five blocks of its downtown, the houses and everything, just to destroy it. They destroyed this town. They, destroyed, they really destroyed Wakita in the process yeah. of making this film. I mean, they bought the houses for an average of like they said seven to ten thousand dollars. So I feel like there's been a lot of either economic or maybe storm. Devastation done to this town already, but yeah, that's it was something an older else. Part of the town, that's something else to just like, what, like I'm thinking because like I got so much Mooresville vibes and Monrovia vibes watching this. Like when they pull up to this little mm-hmm. ice cream shack, or when they go to the drive-in, and I'm like, what would have been like if a big Hollywood production came to Mooresville, bought the downtown, and then destroyed, <laughs> destroyed. it? I can't imagine this happening. C- can you
1: imagine? If someone approached the mayor of L.A. and said,
0: <laughs> "We want to buy a section of L.A. and we want to destroy it," just try to shut down a street for an afternoon. It's already right? too, it's already hard enough. Yeah, no. It, and it then, almost feels
1: it feels a little disrespectful to come into it, a town and say we have so much fucking money. We're gonna walk in here,
0: buy yes. your shit, and break yeah. it. Break it just just to make a, a movie uh, for everyone to gawk at the right. community. Yeah, when
1: the when yeah. the people
0: who are doing it would
1: object vociferously to having that done to their town for sure. Yeah.
0: Um I thought the uh you know they 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 have this thing like um the the drive in movie theater, which that is a little bit of CGI I think, but it really works. Like watching that screen as Jack Nichols, because it's it's showing the shining. Um Mm -hmm. And I guess this was a this was a joint Warner Brothers uh, Universal picture. So that explains the double mm-hmm. header of the horror feature. They had one uh, Universal and one Warner Brothers. They had uh, uh, the Shining and the Psycho. Yeah. Uh, but they're showing the, sh- the scene in The Shining where Jack Nicholson is the here's Johnny moment. Where he's busting through the door. And it's just such a brilliant idea as this door is being disintegrated by the axe. The tornado is destroying plank by plank the the billboard that this thing's being projected on and it just it's a fu- it's an iconic that scene mm-hmm. of like the thing being projected and then in the distance the lightning illuminating this giant horrifying night on bald mountain looking tornado and it's slowly yeah. eating the screen is uh it lives rent free in my head it's like when i think <laughs> of the movie twister i think of that scene yeah for sure that and the cat. And the, uh, the the little service station that they take shelter in and the underground, like, that whole building was designed from the ground up to be practically destroyed. They had a car on cables coming in. They had the mm-hmm. drive-in sign. The roof was, like, you know, peeling off plank by plank. And all that stuff was, like, practical hydraulics. Um, and it and looks I would great. say
1: I, I think it's the one that feels the most, like, Hollywood stunty. Um, in that manufactured kind of way, like like the Jaws kind of way, right? Where uh, they've got this machine and it's coming up out of the water to do its mechanical thing. Um, Especially when the that car. car comes in. Yeah. And, and the sign. Like both of those things feel like we planned this out to the T and, and now we're just executing it. it that and, and the truck spinning where the two tornadoes kind of. Uh, oh, and encircle the truck it and around, yeah. do a flat spin on the road. You think that, that looks fake? That feels pretty stunty, too. It, it, hmm. Not fake, necessarily, just, like, stunty. Hmm. Like, we planned this. And look, I know they planned all the stunts in the movie, but that <laughs> something Except about Except for the window! Those,
0: that window wasn't planned. That's playing. true, that's true.
1: Uh, Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I really liked it, though. It, to me, it's crazy, because I run into that corrugated aluminum shack. I, I mean, it's it, but it's, it's the, designed it's the to be destroyed by a tornado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, no, totally. The pit's there, and and they're able to like stay down in there. And I guess despite being like right overhead, the suck zone does not apply here uh, to suck them out of this this little ditch. But I, I do don't think know. it's
0: funny that they're standing like they're standing in the pit, like uh-huh. with their heads like above the pit level. And they don't get down until shit starts hitting them. I mean, like, as tornado researchers you'd think they would be like, you know, curled yeah. up in a ball. Like I, I do feel like this, um and maybe it's because this the science of tornadoes has advanced a little bit, but they actually don't show very good tornado survival skills in this movie. Like you never see mm-hmm. Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton get into a depressed area, curl up into a ball, lace their fingers over their head, protect her spine and you know, like they, they just they just run around like idiots um in <laughs> yeah. fact one did you know that like so conventional wisdom up until a few years ago is if you get caught in a tornado and you're on the highway what should get you into do a ditch get or, in the ditch and lay flat even better down, or, stay in your car it's, it's so you, maybe maybe this isn't as conventional wisdom as i thought i always hmm. thought it's like if there's like a bridge overpass that the best place to be in a tornado is to get up in that undergirder section because then like you got all that mm. steel protecting and the st- Um And I guess like a lot of, so like a couple of people did that in the nineties and survived. But and then like that, that story went around and people started spreading. I was like, oh, you should do that. And then a lot of people have copied that since. And it's gone disastrous because like like lots of different aerodynamic principles, like the air pressure actually increases when the wind is forced to go through this narrow tunnel and you get this wind tunnel effect. And it just yeah, doesn't protect you to light. Like, but they 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 show the the classic like hiding under the bridge. Um, They do a mm-hmm. lot of things that would probably get you killed in an actual tornado. <laughs> they don't put anything over themselves so like every time like they just get bathed mm. in sharp glass when a tornado comes through and it's a missed opportunity they could have taught some good serv- tornado survival skills and they don't really
1: it is hilarious when they are running from the tornado at the end and yet again they go into a, a corrugated steel shack or whatever Uh, but they happen to walk into where they store all the very sharp farm implements. Yes, there's just blades rattling and hanging from the ceiling, and they're like, "Nope, not this building." Yeah, it's really
0: funny. Um, man, the 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 Ant Meg set was really cool too. It's another you know where this building is slowly destroying itself around them, and it feels Mm -hmm. real and scary. I did think it was funny. Well, the, yeah, i didn't think it was really funny that the second bill paxton steps out of that house with the dog it collapses into itself like the house at the end of poltergeist uh-huh it just yeah. like multiple compound fractures it somehow rolls up. it's like how, wow wow that thing really was about to go
1: that, that's the thing that stunt was also real um and it actually hospitalized one of their i think their second cinematographer or did something. it really yeah, he, he was inside the house and it accidentally went off and it hit him in the head and he was hospitalized for it and Jan DeBont took over as the cinematographer because he was a cinematographer okay, for Okay, you're a long right, time. I did see that. To finish I out this movie.
0: Uh, I, Helen Hunt got hurt pretty bad in that scene you talk about them bailing in the cornfield. Mm-hmm. I guess their first run at that stunt, Bill and Helen were supposed to like just push the doors open and jump out and they had the real stars doing it crazy yeah um yeah. and the door because of the force the corn kept on mm-hmm. shutting and helen hunt got her head shut and like i guess got like a mild concussion from the door shutting on her head so then, yeah. then when they redid it several like a week later they welded the doors open with support so that like obviously go. but uh i mean that's that's practical effects man people uh it, it is possible to get hurt when you're blowing shit up um mm-hmm. Oh, there's another hilarious story about they had to film that tanker scene exploding twice because it's like a Tropic Thunder. They didn't have the camera ready and they, they the, the <laughs> oh, explosion no. happened just off frame. So oh, Jan DeBont's oh. like, uh, do we have any spare budget left? Don't tell the studio and they just like just reshot it for another half million dollars the next day. Yeah. But they, uh, they never
1: missed it. This movie made so much money. Yeah. Uh, there's another hilarious True. thing along the lines of uh that windshield getting shattered unexpectedly there's a scene at the end of the aunt meg stuff where she's loaded into an ambulance Mm -hmm. and there's a paramedic inside there with her like attending to her and helen hunt comes running up um to her and says oh i I wanted to see how you are and the Para- She's clearly talking to Meg, but the paramedic turns around and says, "I'm all right," <laughs> which just cracks me up. Right. I don't know. I don't know if that was like scripted, but usually people like in movies who aren't paid to deliver lines do not get to deliver lines because there's a pay grade. Yeah, he just uh, went from up. extra to speaking role, uh-huh. so that surely wasn't an ad lib, right? I wouldn't think so, but it's also the way he says it and the, the way he turns away from the camera kind of as he's saying it makes me think it wasn't planned but it had to be or he snuck one in and good for him got yeah. an extra 20 grand or something for the shoot
0: there is some pretty funny lines like I really enjoy when Helen hunts like Iron Bill's brand new red Dodge Ram and she's like you got full coverage on that thing and he kind of like <laughs> grins he's like liability only like you like no. and I, I think it's a make because like looking at like the trivia sections and Reddit discussions it's crazy how many people think that that is him actually saying I don't have full coverage on this truck Like oh, to yeah. me that reads very clearly is like I know what you're trying to do it's and fuck no it's not happening because oh, there's no way you buy oh, a $40,000 okay. yeah, truck yeah. and don't get collision right, or comprehensive right, right. come on
1: in a lot of in basically every case I can think of you have to unless you paid cash for the thing
0: Right, if it's yeah, because he probably maybe. has a loan, which means he almost certainly
1: has to have full coverage.
0: I don't know; he's got that web TV weatherman money. <laughs> That's true. Which I we're joking, but I I imagine any weatherman in any city gets like two hundred thousand, two hundred fifty thousand a year, right? Oh, I mean, you're that, on the weather, that if you're on the weather channel, to me,
1: but you think it's, so? it's certainly
0: respectable money. It's
1: not. You're you're yeah, you're not worried about like taking out a loan on a
0: truck. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe maybe it is slow, but like I don't I don't know. It feels like you have to have a lot of it's it's a, not just specialized training, but also like you have to combine the skills of like a scientist and uh, a professionally good looking, charismatic anchor person.
1: Yeah, I don't you know? know. I feel I feel like a couple hundred grand two fifty or so is probably like New York
0: weatherman huh. money, but I I don't know. Average income of a weatherman should say weather person oh my god $8,000 a year uh so I guess in the average nationwide is 68000 is the 25th percentile <laughs> what the fuck of that All below right. that is the outliers so I don't even know yeah Gotta uh, read the stats now I'm seeing a base salary and salary.com of $100,000 not as much as I would think okay respectable but yeah not 112000 um yeah okay yeah okay so take all that back he's definitely got a loan on this thing <laughs> okay uh, <laughs> he's definitely got full coverage you know uh, the
1: one missed opportunity of this movie yeah i feel like they had another really good joke that they could have done which is at the end of this movie they could have had the divorce papers sucked up into that twister mm. that would have been just
0: like cherry on top perfect early in the movie there's a scene of them on the hood of the truck and they're kind of like rustling and about and I and they kind of zoom in team in I did too and then you see Bill Paxton's hand grab and and grab him but like (laughs) Uh yeah yeah that'd be that'd have been funny symbolically it would have worked really well especially if he's hanging upside down divorce papers he's hanging upside Uh down and hanging on the belt and you just see it rattle out of his pocket (laughs) it's just like the tornado took it man yeah and then they make out at the end and you're like ah perfect um, can we talk about the scene at Aunt Meg's? Because that's like a sneaky cornerstone of this film. The There's, dinner scene. Yeah, it's a okay. it's a nice place to decompress in between big action scenes. It gives like a lot of minor players like some chances to to, to star. Uh, mm-hmm. You get Helen Hunt in a shoulders up shower scene, which super, super sultry for seventeen years old. Uh, but like that's like there's like a lot of exposition that they talk about you get to explain the Fujita scale and there's the iconic like what's an F5 and like the whole room goes silent finger of god we'll be right back with more Bald Move after this brief pause and now back with more Bald Move I don't know, it's like a little 10 minute scene that it gives uh, Helen a chance to tell her side of the story, the Bill story, to her aunt. Um, aunt Meg is just a, an insanely likable person. It inspires Helen to do the thing to modify the probe so they fly correctly because her aunt's tornado inspired uh, lawn art. Uh, it mm-hmm. does a lot of fucking heavy lifting this movie, and it's also sneaky when the funniest funnest parts of the movie, too.
1: Yeah. No, I'm with you. I enjoyed it. Um, Like I said, cut down on the characters a little bit, and I think it could have been even better.
0: But, yeah. But, see, that's where the extra characters crowded around that family table, just like, you know, these, like, starving college kids, like a zombie plague Uh going going to her house and just cleaning her out of her meat supplies and stuff. I I, I think the the expanded cast works. It gives you that big, you know, family dinner kind of feel uh it it, does, it, yeah it sells the, the, this isn't just like this isn't like carrie and it contrasts between in the way carrie always uh, treats his team where he's like if, if i want your opinion i'll give it to you and mm-hmm. you know shut up and drive straight like this is like this is a that's a corporate top-down hierarchical business and this is a family yeah they needed coronas they should have switched to jack daniel to <laughs> coronas and they would have they would have had something I assume that's what's
1: in that big bag that she gives dusty at the end of that scene. Yeah.
0: Um, I re- I also really, so they have these chonky laptops in this movie. Like this is peak. Like we haven't really got to the air Mac era or the cell phone era. Uh, we're using CBs ham radios and these just three, like look like old school phone book laptops. Did you know that these are all Silicon Graphics display stations that are not even real laptops? Silicon Graphics paid to mock up a fake laptop to go around these screens so they could get some product placement in the movie?
1: You couldn't have worked with an IBM or somebody who actually already built laptops? It's weird
0: product placement because it's product placement for like other special effects people which might have been smart at the dawn of cg to get your name out there well i bet it was
1: a a thing with the studios like well we have this relationship with silicon graphics with this sgi or whatever um because we're using their workstations to make the effects for this Mm. film so let's just see if they can
0: do something for us uh, I don't know. I always thought that, like, Silicon Graphics workstations were, like, for a long time, were, like, the pinnacle of, like, uh, uh-huh. what you could buy as a consumer. In fact, when I was, a uh, you know, about ten, 20 years ago, I went through a lot of effort to buy up a Silicon Graphics uh, computer rack, like, server farm rack, and uh, two old workstations that I emptied out to, like, put my server gear in. So it looked like I had an SGI rig. <laughs> in my my computer room uh so hey the product placement worked on me between that and jurassic park her just essentially navigating the desktop gui of a silicon graphics workstation i was sold
1: now this is probably the era where they were using sgi systems to oh for sure make the effects yeah yeah this pre-mac stuff taking over in that regard
0: but but i love that chunky like i really like when everything they fire up their mobile doppler and it's like you know this chunky mid 90s laptop technology i love like when dorothy finally works and you see the 3d model real time the probes going through the tornado and like like that's a Mm -hmm. great triumphant moment because the team's all happy and joe and them are all happy and then the tornado shifts and suddenly it's like you're running for for your don't life. Don't forget these things are deadly right? <laughs> yeah and it already killed Carrie it's coming for Bill and Helen mm-hmm. um, but there's there's no f- the, the, the the biggest leap of logic in the whole film is Bill and Helen surviving I wonder if it I don't know because like there's just no way there's no fucking way you can tie a belt around yourself to a pipe stuck in the ground and live through an F5 tornado you would have the, the, if the belt worked, you would have every mm-hmm. bit of the flesh flinsed off of your skeleton if you weren't impaled so. by multiple solid objects.
1: Yeah, e- even just by the, the sheer wind force, not necessarily even the debris inside of it, I would think mm-hmm. would do horrible damage to <laughs> all your orifices.
0: We're there's there's 300 a 300 line... mile an hour wind.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that that's survivable, even if it's clean wind, right? Yeah. Because uh, the human body is not made for it. And th- there's a line earlier, I think it's at that dinner scene where they're talking about like what to do if you're stuck in a tornado, and somebody uh-huh. says, essentially, go face down, ass up. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and I thought that was hilarious, and I can imagine what the twister would do to all of your orifices if you actually did that. This F5 would tear you open... Like, I I don't know, a paper bag. It'd be terrible.
0: Yeah, I mean, have you seen those weathermen like clowning around in 60, 70 mile an hour winds during like the prelude to a hurricane? Like f- winds that are four, five, six times as fast as that. Yeah. Just... Uh, and the visualization of the inside of Tornado. Uh, that's still a mystery to science. We've had some mm-hmm. eyewitness accounts indicate that there is indeed uh, like a calm eye in the middle of it, um, you know, proportion to the size of the tornado, not like a hurricane, but like, but like, I, I think it's, it's wild that in 2023, we still don't know what the inside of a tornado looks like. Um, I'm pretty sure it doesn't look like whatever the hell, this is like tornado heaven that they went into briefly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't even know how to explain it. It looked like alien or ethereal. Um, like there's like a miniature tornado heart in the heart of a tornado. Mm hmm. I imagine it's hard
1: to capture that stuff, not because we can't build devices that can survive the wind forces of a tornado, but because you just don't know where they're going to be at any given time. And they do. They can jump around, you know? Like, you could be right in the path of a tornado, and whoops, it's gone, and it jumped over you four miles into this other town. Mm. Like, how do do you ever pin down a tornado enough to get something inside uh the eye of it
0: well and then like what i got from watching this tornado intercept vehicle get like you know like hit the full side wall of a tornado is even if you manage to get everything done exactly right Mm -hmm. your camera would get covered with so much dust debris rain and mud that within seconds of contact you would not be able to see anything anyway so it's Mm -hmm. like i don't know it do, it does feel like something we should like we landed a probe on i guess i should say we the soviets <laughs> the soviets landed a probe on venus that that sent back pictures for like 30 seconds or a minute or two and and that like you know venus it's probably worse than the inside of a tornado it rains molten lead and sulfuric mm-hmm. acid and it's like 900 degrees uh crushing atmospheric pressures like if we could do that surely how hard is it to, to like? And, and you're talking about the the pinpointed the the line. Um, that's, I guess, a real problem. You'd have to advance deploy a large array of these and hope they get ran over. Yeah, but we can Seems do doable. that. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Especially these really large tornadoes. To
1: like I, I'm, 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 you know, painting tornadoes as these shifty things that mm-hmm. to, you know you can't really even look at without them going away. But they're also Big ass tornadoes. They're stable and yeah. carve swaths, miles, miles long swaths through the earth, for sure. So those you could probably have a chance of getting inside, but they're also bigger and more dangerous. And getting close to them is incredibly Fraud. dangerous. Yeah,
0: um, I guess that's how those researchers died the F three that they uh, didn't plot their escape route and they were trying to go through these gravel roads that dead ended, and then just got they just got <sighs> caught up with the tornado and done yeah um i what else did i want to say about this um it is kind of shocking that we haven't advanced much in the science of tornadoes like literally if you read the wikipedia article about detection and stuff today it's exactly what they say in this movie and the Mm classic like we're really good at seeing that like hook signature and knowing that that's probably a tornado you can see this like rear downdraft uh thing that makes the hook but like a lot of times um Tornadoes can be shrouded in rain and dust so thick that from certain directions, it blocks radar. It's opaque to radar. And that's, I guess, the mm. real, still the real killer is we don't have enough Doppler. Even though we've increased our range and capabilities, we still have enough Doppler to make sure that we can see a, a, a storm from 360 degrees to make sure we see all those, those rotations. Because, I mean, yeah, it's like... Um, these things happen fast. Like you can go from sunshine to like green skies to tornado in 10 minutes. And mm-hmm. if you're inside, you would not even know until you hear the freight train coming. And then it's probably already too late. So, uh, yeah. it is kind of shocking that we haven't really advanced much. Um, and the other thing it's, I think it's kind of shocking. Maybe this is, Speaks to the rarity and the, the, um, like the lightning strike nature, but it it, it 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 like tornadoes haven't really influenced the building codes of the Midwest, like mm-hmm. hurricanes have influenced the building codes along the Gulf Coast, and earthquakes have, invul- uh, have influenced the building codes in like the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Like we still, I mean, leaving aside like manufactured housing, which is just is a death trap of tornado. We do we act like we live in an area where storms can't lift houses off foundations and rip off roofs and stuff. Yeah. Now that is strange. Is that okay, though? Because, again, the rare... It's not that they're rare. It's just that it's like, you know, if, like, thousands and tens of thousands of homes are affected, like a hurricane, maybe the economics would be there. But, like, we just... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've also said that weird. We live in Tornado Alley, but we don't build houses like that's a fact of life.
1: Yeah, you're right. It's probably an economic thing where it's like, ah, we could build these houses to withstand them a little bit better, but is it worth it do you have anything else uh there's one other fact toy that i picked up uh while reading about this movie and it's that there's a sequel in the works and it's like supposed to come out pretty uh, soon it's yeah. next year in mm-hmm. july twisters twisters right uh I don't know how I feel about that. I do know how I feel about this. I think it's stupid. Uh, I don't like it. Th- this is a perfect package of a movie. You don't need mm-hmm. to expound on it whatsoever. And they're doing the thing that they do, where they have a property that's sat dormant for too long. It's not making the money, so fuck it. Let's make a new one. It's at least going to make money because people are people have uh, fondness for the the original. Mm-hmm. I, and it's gonna take place around I guess Helen Hunt's daughter, not not the real Helen Hunt, a uh, Joe's daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I assume she's gonna get killed by a twister, and the daughter's gonna have the same complex that Joe had in this movie. Oh, but but
0: what will be I the hook? Know. Because like they did Dorothy, and Dorothy apparently didn't work. So like now. I, I mean, I am interested in seeing what 2023 know, technology can do with Twisters if they give it a decent enough budget, but... Oh, it'll look great. I just don't... But you're right.
1: Do I need it? I, this movie stands alone.
0: Also, one of the fun things about Twister was it was unique. It was original property. It just came out of nowhere, mm-hmm. and it wasn't a sequel or... And that was the appeal. Like, adaptation. I hadn't
1: seen anything on the topic before, and it was new and interesting, and this is... I mean look, they haven't made a ton of Twister movies, uh or tornado movies in Hollywood, yeah. so maybe it'll still feel kinda of fresh, but I don't know. who's asking for this? I Ellen do like was the... asking for it actually. She she <laughs> wanted she really? to direct it. Yeah, she had an idea. She was gonna work up a script with David Diggs, which ah. I thought
0: was interesting, but the studio was like no. Nah, we're gonna do our own thing. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh interesting. Um so then DeV Diggs went and did another climate disaster uh, extrapolations. Um, oh, yeah. I do love the tornado-y dialogue that they do in this movie constantly. Uh, do you know what I mean? Like, they're, like, uh, constantly be like, oh, Joe, it's definitely a sidewinder. Look at that angle. Look at that updraft. We're in the mm-hmm. core, Billy. We're running the flanking line. We're going to get rolled. We got sisters. It's a drunk. It's turned into a drunkard. It's total drunkard. Look at that rear backdraft. It's it's this a constant, yeah, pattern of tornado talk. I I do love it. It's like it's like military or cop talk only about tornadoes in oh, suck zone. You know what, it's the cone of silence. Like they have so many
1: terms. Yeah,
0: it reminded me of like uh, Ocean's Eleven, where they're t- they're uh-huh. talking about the Ella Fitzgerald and you need a B- Buddy Lee and all this other stuff. Uh, yep. And it's like it doesn't mean anything, but it kinda sounds right. A lot of this was like half scientific terminology and half their weird classification system for it also makes them feel experienced. Like mm-hmm. nothing in this movie that pops up they haven't seen before. Right. Oh, that's that's it's classic twisters. It's classic uh a, a drunken master. Uh it's it's the Buster Keaton. You gotta watch out for it. What do uh, you think of Bill being a tornado whisperer?
1: Was that was that a little far fetched that he could yes. just? Cut, they had all these fancy computers measuring wind speed and barometric pressure, but he just looks at the sky and goes, "Nah, it's turning left." It,
0: it is it is very stupid, but it's also really fun that they constantly cut to like the NOAA weather station and carry Elway's mm-hmm. like going over his scientific instruments, and then you've got Bill Paxton. Looking wistful at the horizon, bending down, grabbing some <laughs> dust and rubbing <laughs> it between his hands. And bl- you can you taste know. the storm, yeah, yeah. But it's but he's like the extreme that's the that's their uh ace in the hole. He's got this like you know ESP with tornado. I, I don't know, it, it's fun, mm-hmm. it's stupid, it but it's fun. fun, yeah. His his desperate like attempt to try to talk Carrie always at a driving into today, it's gonna to turn, it's gonna, it's gonna back. Let's go to back sister <laughs> you gotta watch it wesley but um he didn't he didn't i wonder what happened to that guy who's worried that his wife married him for his penis did he make it out of this thing okay <laughs> he got sucked into a tornado yeah He's he found now. the suck zone and never looked back uh mm-hmm. do you have anything else you want to talk about twister nope I'm good. Oh, boy. All right. Well, this is a prestige film if I've ever seen one. Uh, if you'd like to help us select the next movie that we're going to do, we probably got a poll going. What are the options, Jim? What are what are options that people could choose from if they were club members? So
1: the next movie we're going to be doing that was voted for is A Clockwork Orange. It beat out Deliverance handily. Uh, uh, and then Serpico. Nobody gave a shit about Serpico. Uh And then the vote that's up right now is between
0: The Artist, Life of Pi, and Silver Linings Playbook. All right. If you would like to become an executive producer and help us uh, choose our next uh, prestige or pulp project, uh, check it out support.baldmove.com. You get ad-free feeds. You get tons of bonus audio and video content. And if you go for that brass ring executive producer level, you can shape the content and future of Bald Move. Uh, We'll see you on another prestige podcast real soon. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. See ya.